Good morning, you two. What can I get for you? I'll have a stack of pancakes. Uh, yeah, me too. And, and make them... Spooks! Okay, and did you want coffee with that? Oh, yeah, definitely coffee. Definitely. Yeah, coffee would be great, thanks. Spooky Pancakes, the podcast where a dad and his team discuss horror movies they watched over Saturday morning pancakes. I'm Dave. I'm the dad. I'm Rowan. I'm the teen. Hey, it's happy, happy Fourth of July. Yeah. Um. So if you're not in America, then cool. Um. Then but, this is not really a day for. Yeah. Then this it doesn't. It, I mean, it's summer. Yeah. Unless you're in the southern hemisphere, and in which case it's it's winter. It's solidly winter. Yeah. But for us, it's 4th of July, um, which means, yay, we get to see fireworks. Yeah, fireworks. Um, Except actually, we're not seeing fireworks because they're not doing it in our town until August because of some weird stuff. Yeah, I don't know why, why that is, but... They do it because they're like, oh, let's have, like, a day for the town. Um, and they, like, started doing it when it was, like, the 300th anniversary. And mm-hmm. now they just, like, have kept doing it and not doing 4th of July fireworks, which I find kind of weird. It is weird. So, like, we have places that we can go around here. Yeah. Um, they have a carnival in August, and it's fun to go to. I've actually, usually I, like, volunteer at the concession stand during mm-hmm. it. But this year I'm not going to because I'm going to hang out with some of my friends. Right. But, um... There's, like, a carnival. They set up, like, a whole bunch of different, like, blow-up slides and oh, that's fun, fun stuff. Yeah, that, that is fun. And there's different, like, places where there's, like, people have, like, pop-up shops. And then they do fireworks at the end of the, like, weekend or something. But, like, why don't—I don't understand the firework part. Like, why can't we just do that, like— Well, I don't know. I think they, they figure that, that we do lose some people to other neighboring places mm-hmm. at the uh, stadium that's that's pretty close to us. Yeah. Um, they do uh, uh, fireworks and everything. And, and yeah. of course, people go into Boston to, yeah. to see the fireworks as well. Um, you know, I just assume I got to work tomorrow. You know, yeah. I'll I'll just watch them on TV or something. I'll have some <laughs> some yeah. hot dogs and hamburgers and and yeah. uh, mom's making pretzel salad. Yeah. Which okay, um, I'll do an explanation <coughs> of pretzel salad. Yeah, it's okay. a little bit. It, so it's weird. Yeah, my grandparents. For me, I'm sure. Actually, I'm sure there are maybe our listeners out there for whom this is this is not weird, but yeah. for me it was weird. Um. Okay. I married into this pretzel salad. Yeah. Um, so my grandparents are coming over today and I think this is, um, a recipe that is like similar at least to one that's like, yeah, yeah, gone so. a little yeah. through my family. Yeah. Um, so, uh, pretzel salad is <clears throat> not salad. It, in the way, not in not, the way that most people Not in the way that most people think with salad. like um, lettuce and stuff. No, it doesn't no. have any greens. No. So the bottom layer 
It doesn't, has, it doesn't even have vegetables, does it? No, it has no, no vegetables. There's no vegetables. No veg- it has nothing. So, I mean, I mean it it's more things. akin to a fruit salad in some respects, but... Yeah. So there's there's a pretzel layer on the bottom. It's kind of like cheesecake. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a pretzel layer on the bottom. Crunchy and salty. Yes. Um, and I think it has, like, some... It's, like, baked a little beforehand. I'm not sure, but it smells yeah, really good. Yeah, I think good. there's butter combined in there, yeah. too, which makes it uh, awesome. Yes. And then there's Cool Whip on top of it, um, and that's absolutely delicious. And on top of that, you put in Jello, strawberry Jello. Mm-hmm. You put on strawberry Jello that has strawberries in it, and yeah. it is so good. Yeah, like, it's real good. It, it sounds weird, but like if you've ever had anything salty and sweet put together, which yep. you almost definitely. Yeah, salted have. salted caramel these days is all the yeah, rage. Or like you know, caramel popcorn or yeah, right, right, like, right. Sure, kettle kettle popcorn. Yeah, you know, or like some people think right. that this is super weird, but like dipping it's fries in milkshakes, delicious, so good. Yeah. It's like it's that salty and sweet. It's really delicious. So that's like a classic, and we usually have it on Fourth of July yep. and whenever. Yeah, we because want of to. the red and white. Yeah, and my mom said, okay. I don't know where the blue is, but so. Actually, she was talking about this with me and Elsa. Oh, was she really? Okay. Um, she was saying, what if we put blueberries on it? And I was yeah, like, yeah. I see where you're coming from, but no, that's y- illegal. I agree. I, it's a, it's uh, just not right. It's no, not right. No, it's a strawberry thing. And, yeah. And maybe just eat some strawberries uh, or some blueberries on the side. Yeah, that's what we were thinking. That's fine. Um, but, but yeah, yeah this, is a, this is a recipe from like Western Pennsylvania. Right. Yeah. Maybe and Papa are coming over today. I'm figuring I'm going to have to change out of the shirt that I'm currently wearing. It is a Friday the 13th shirt. I got it for you for Father's Day. It's awesome. It's um, awesome, but it's it's not their vibe. And it's a little a little. Bloody. It's pretty bloody. <laughs> it's pretty bloody. It's it's uh, the final chapter, and Which is not uh, the final and chapter. it's it was the, po- if, the you would know that if right you, if you listen, listen to, to our, our Friday the Thirteenth right. But there there's it's the uh, it's like the uh, cover of, of that um, yeah of that disc or whatever or the uh, what am I saying? It's the poster for that movie yeah with the uh, with the with the, uh, hockey mask and a knife through it and lots and lots of blood. Uh, yeah. So that's great. Um, all right, so uh, trivia, uh, trivia time. Trivia time. Da, da, da. Do you want to go first? Uh, yes, I, I'm realizing that I, I left my card outside of the booth. <sighs> Which, which I, I got to tell you, folks, m- making this podcast happen today oh has been, <laughs> has just been uh, it's been slightly cursed, and there may be a reason. <laughs> there may be a reason for that, right? Uh, we'll, I'll talk about that uh, later. But I remember what the question was. Okay, well, before you say it, yeah, um, I just want to say that you've probably so we set up the whole entire booth, mm-hmm. which is a closet. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has a blanket over the door and yeah. such. Yes, like you um, do. Yeah, but the blanket is like jammed in the door shut. Yeah, because it it won't it won't stay of its own accord. Yeah. So every time we have to open that door, the, the blanket, blanket falls, falls down. Out. Yeah. And there have been things forgotten outside of Mul- said booth. Mul- multiple times. It's multiple times. Listen, it's not worth getting into, really. Uh, it's totally fine. I'm totally I, okay. fine. But I it's, told you when you went to go get the I last know. thing to check to make sure you had I, everything. I know, and I thought I had everything, but I didn't have everything. So, anyway, I remember what it is, so okay. I will start off. Okay. What is the name of the hotel in 
The Shining. Oh, oh, I know this. Um, the look view or the lookout, the view, something like that. The oh, I know it. Um. You're you're on the I right know I'm track. Close. You're so close. Um, I don't know how you could, like, in all the things that you've said, how you could overlook the the name of this hotel. Look out! Look out! Look look! No. Something. It's something you, like you that. You still overlooked it. Overlook. <laughs> the Overlook Hotel. Yes. Yeah. I knew it was close. Yeah, you were, I was you were on close. the right track. You're, you're good. All right, what's yours? Okay, mine, okay, I. this has a little bit of backstory, but I'll explain it All afterwards. Right. Okay. To me or to the to our listeners? To both. I don't okay. know if you remember. All right, um, All right. Okay. we'll see. So, what is the name of the bull terrier Victor Frankenstein brings back to life in Frankenweenie 2012. Uh, oh my God. I have no idea. I have no idea. Uh, is it, uh, it's weenie? Is it weenie? No. No. Okay. <laughs> no. Cause it's, it's a wiener dog. So yeah, 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 yeah sure. Weenie. Yeah, sure. Um, it's Sparky. Sparky. That's a good one for, for, uh, a Frankenstein story. Yeah. That's good. So the little bit of history is that I, just like pulled this card out of our like trivial pursuit yeah. horror and I looked and I'm like Frankenweenie like it was just I think it's on there because it has something to do with Frankenstein it's not really a horror movie because I watched it when I was like eight yeah or yeah. like but it, you, less you, but I I loved that movie you loved it I was it was Elsa the one who I think she hated it yeah she didn't it like made it. me cry it made you cry but a lot of things made you cry the other movie that you used to watch all the time about Bolt? a dog Bolt Bolt. Bolt. Oh my I god. I really liked dogs that had things to do with lightning. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, but Frank and Weenie, apparently the first horror movie, I'm doing finger quotes, um, that I've seen. I, yeah, probably <laughs> probably, probably. It was scary. It's, it's that it's or like the akin to Coraline, like yeah. kids' horror movies. Things that are like pretty creepy and are apparently kids' movies where it's like my sister could not hang. <laughs> But like I've always liked things spooky, you know. Yep. Like that's no, true. That's true. Um, yeah, as we've said many a time uh, with uh, Scooby Doo. Yeah. yeah. All right, so Rowan, uh, what's on the menu this week? This week on Spooky Pancakes. I'm glad I'm not pregnant. Me too. <laughs> First of all, I'm 15. Second of all, this movie would freak me out. It's, it's Rosemary's, Rosemary's Baby, 1968. All right. Uh, so this one is uh, directed by Roman, Roman Polanski. Uh, we will have to have a conversation about Mr. Polanski uh, yeah. at some point uh, in this podcast. So, um, yeah, it's we just we can't not have that conversation that yeah sort of, we can't sort of that. sort of sucks that we have to but um but yeah um yeah. and it it stars um mia farrow as the titular that that's a terrible word yeah sorry. 
as, as the as, as the uh, as Rosemary as Rosemary the um the main character the main in the, character in the title yeah uh, um she dare I say she does get a little titular in this oh, movie. God. That's terrible. We can cut that out. Um, Okay. Um, So, uh, and her her husband, uh, Guy Woodhouse, is played by John Cassavetes, and uh, it's uh, it's a it's a real uh, classic. Yeah. It's. I think of it as there was this whole like satanic movie boom Mm -hmm. in the in the late 60s something was going on in the culture uh that 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 was happening um you know so uh pretty interesting movie and there's some interesting kind of side stories along with this movie yeah uh, as well uh but uh what do you say uh we try to uh we try to knock this one out in a minute, huh? Well, first of all, what? Um, I just want to say that like we watched this movie because cause this is actually an interesting like why we watch this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so we watched this movie oh, yeah. because sure. um, I have this like scratch off sheet of a hundred horror movies that you got me for Christmas. Yeah, I thought it was the greatest horror movies, but it's it, there's no. Uh, Adjective. It's just 100 horror, horror movies. movies. Uh, mm-hmm. So, I mean, they, there could be total crap on this, too. But yeah. honestly, most of the stuff on there is They is do some pretty, great. like, just famous stuff. And so this was on there. Um, and it goes through, like, nearly 100 years. Not yeah. quite. Yeah. Um, some are, like, the same year. But, like, it goes from, like, 1920 to, like, 2020. Yep. Yeah. So some great movies. So this is really, like, a to-do list. Yeah. So for, we for spooky pancakes. We watched a few on yep. there, yep. Um, but we were looking through it to see which one we should watch, and Rosemary's Baby was on there. Um, so apparently, this is the oldest movie that we've watched. Is on it? That is it chart. really? Yeah, because it's oh, it was made wow. before um, Night of the Living Dead. Oh wow! Okay, it's yeah. the same. They're the yeah, same. Yeah, we gotta year. watch some. We gotta watch some older movies. Yeah, so. they're the same year, but like I think this one was yeah, before. Yeah, so sixty-eight. You know, I and for me, I really start to fall in love with you know seventies horror, but even sixties stuff. I really, I really enjoy watching some of these older movies. Um, it feels like I mentioned to you while we're watching. It feels like I'm time traveling. Yeah, it's, which is I, I think pretty cool. Um, because there are elements of this where I look at the the way that things are decorated, color schemes and stuff like that. And I lived through that in that, you know, my uh, my grandmother, Yai and her sisters, uh, my aunties, Auntie Anne and Auntie Mary, I remember their apartment being or their condo uh, having similar color schemes with you know a lot of the yellows like yellow is so prominent in this movie and some of the floral patterns and stuff like that were just so it to me it's nostalgic even though i didn't even i didn't live through it i wasn't even alive yet so yeah um so i just i just found out while looking at the cast list yeah there's a sequel I know. I he so it has three point four out of ten on IMDb. Yeah, he's. I think. I, I think Ira Levin, who who wrote Rosemary's Baby, 
uh, it was the last thing that he wrote before he died. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think he he mentioned like he wasn't necessarily proud of it, but it didn't stop him from collecting the paycheck or something like yeah. that. Then <laughs> he said, but anyway, all right. So are good. are we ready to try to uh, to try to knock this out in a minute? Okay, listen, we keep the details to a minimum in yeah. order to make it think broad strokes. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, do you have the do you have the timer ready uh, on your phone? Uh, who's gonna Who's gonna start it? You start it. I'll please. start it. Okay. So follow my lead. Like, don't get too specific. Go. Okay. A young couple decides to move into a new apartment in New York City. He's a struggling actor, and she's like a housewife or something. Uh, they they find out that someone had gone into a coma in that house and died, and they have creepy neighbors. Okay, yeah, they uh, end up meeting these creepy neighbors, and actually, uh, they both really end up liking them a whole lot. Yeah, they they seem nice. Okay, uh, Rosemary talks to this girl in a laundry room, and then she dies. Yeah, they find that the girl is the one who lived with the nice neighbors. Um, more creepy shit happens, and it's really slow burn, and Rosemary gets pregnant and has this weird dream that it's the devil. Yep, and, uh, basically, uh, she starts to be gaslighted by everybody around her who says that everything she's experiencing is, uh, just normal, and just go ahead and go with it. But they're all witches, and eventually she gives birth, and the baby isn't there. And, uh, and then when she finally discovers that the baby is the devil himself, the devil's son, Adrian! Oh, we did it! Yeah! Oh, we did it! Yes! Uh, That is the, ladies and gentlemen, the first time that we were able to do a movie in a minute. I I think... We, I, I think that was not bad. Yeah, I, think I don't we, think we missed a whole lot. No, no, that was pretty good. I mean, the plot, there isn't huge plot points. No. It's like the plot develops Yeah. pretty like slowly. And you're right, it's slow burn. It's like paranoia-fueled yeah. uh, nightmares. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it's, it's really, it's a fantastic piece of uh of filmmaking um it's it's really good this is one of my top favorite movies i think now wow okay wow that's it's good. really up there yeah so uh so let's take this apart uh a, a, a little bit um so we we get this this couple it's 1965 yeah okay um and they make a real point of it being 1965, even though this movie came out in, uh, in like 1968. Um, do you know why they make such a big point of it being 1965? I don't actually. Like, what happened in 1965? So, well. Um, what this allows them to do by starting where they do and where they end up, it allows for Rosemary's actual due date to be in June of 1966. So why is that significant? Oh, six six six. Yeah, right. So so that's that that's a big thing. And I didn't even I didn't necessarily. I'm sure people know that, and they're like, "Dur." But uh, oh, that's one of those I didn't really think about that until. Uh, that's that's good from like a a writing standpoint. Like that's... yeah, so it's six six six. Um, so. What's the deal with 666 anyway? Do you know? 
Um, what I know is that it's like there's different numbers that mean different things yep. that are all like three digits and like the same number and some are angel numbers and then some Ooh, are like demon numbers. Yeah, like I know yeah. like three through three and four four four. Like three through five are all like angel numbers, mm-hmm, I think. Mm-hmm. But six is a, the devil's number. Yeah, and so there's this um, belief or, you know, system of understanding uh, the world, a kind of occult practice uh, called numerology, where they assign uh, numbers to different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you can do things like take a look at your name and, you know, basically do like fortune telling and stuff like that through numbers, which is kind of fun to do. Yeah. Uh, it's it's there are there are people who swear up and down that you know that this sort of thing if you you know if you look at it it bears it you know out the truth but honestly for so many of these things i feel like we can make ourselves believe just about anything right yeah but the where, where is 666 crops up is from the book of revelation mm-hmm. in the in the bible mm-hmm. and uh, i really first became aware of it because of like my favorite band iron maiden uh mm-hmm. in their song number of the beast uh which was pretty controversial when it came out too it faced a lot of difficulty in america where um, um you know it, a lot of people called them demon worshipers and stuff like that which they yeah. they were not uh, but the 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 line that i learned uh is is from <laughs> Uh, the song number of the beast. So I don't know what version of the Bible or if they like changed it, but it was always uh, let him who hath understanding reckon the number of the beast for it is a human number. Its number is 666. So revelation is all written as like a basically like fever dreams sort of coded message uh, business Mm-hmm. But a lot of people came to interpret that 666 as meaning the devil. Yeah. Um, a, a lot of modern understanding about it, though, is that it, it really was about the Roman Empire. It likely really has nothing to do anything with the the devil. Yeah. Right. Um, but there have been, you know, a number of, of, you know, people that have sort of taken advantage of this idea and they've become, you know, entranced by it. Like Aleister Crowley, who was the, called himself the great beast. Mm -hmm. So there's this weird fascination with 666. Metal bands have been using it forever and basically it symbolizes. Yeah. Yeah. What all I've heard of it is like kids writing it on things and they're just like oh i'm so like emo and goth <laughs> and like i'm punk rock because i'm writing 666 on things right and like i know that there's people who like won't say it um hmm. for religious reason reasons yeah. which yeah. okay sure all right um but like i i just know that like people think of it as the devil's number yeah it's like the devil's the devil's number um, you know, and uh, you could write entire books about it. All right. So we have this young couple. They're in New York. Love seeing the exteriors of New York in the mm-hmm. 60s. It's that just was really cool. 
awesome. The cars, the fashion. Yeah, I have, I love old cars. Like, 60s cars, yes, love those. But, like, 70s and 80s cars, <laughs> I'm obsessed with oh, them. God, they're pretty terrible, a lot of them. I know, I know they suck. Yeah. But, like, I just really love how they look because, like, I watch, I love watching, like, 80s and 90s rom-coms. Mm-hmm. And it's always that, like, the boyfriend has one of those cars and, like, goes yeah. to, like, pick her up. Oh, and, those like, cars it's so are... sweet. No, those ones are And, cool. like, those, like, co- like a cool convertible or, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. just some, like, 80s car where I'm just, like, that's looks um, so cool. I want Cusack one of those. Sure, sure. I want to go pick someone up in a cool <laughs> 80s car and have it be an amazing rom-com. Please. Yeah, the, it, Rosemary's Baby... Not, not a rom com. Not a rom com. It's as not it, a rom com. As, as it turns out. Yeah, I like rom coms and horror movies. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, so they get to, they move into this building that's like a basically like a cursed building. Yeah. And um, it's awesome. The the aerial footage that you get at the beginning of the movie, uh, it this place looks like a castle. It looks like a castle. There's like a courtyard in the middle. Oh, like, it's awesome. I gotta... Which, granted, my school a, has a courtyard in the I'm middle. I'm assuming so. this place actually exists in New York. We've been, and yeah. I, now that would be like one, one of the places I would want to... Like, let's go to the Rosemary's Baby uh, apartments. Yeah. Um, the, I'm... I'm shocked by when you're inside these apartments and I'm I'm just going to kind of assume that they did shoot it inside the apartments and they didn't shoot it on sets. I'm maybe wrong about this. It I don't know. Feels well, like some of it was inside. sets. Some of it was definitely a set because they had uh the view of the city outside the windows was sometimes like very very much like a kind of bad painting <laughs> um, yeah but um well actually but, i had a wonder at the like very beginning when they were doing a tour of the mm-hmm. apartment um if it was a set because you had mentioned i was like that's a huge apartment and they it's, had said that it's like oh well this is one of the smallest and that right but i think that was me. kind of the the point is that like he's an up-and-coming actor mm-hmm. and he's hoping that he's going to land this gig uh, that is going to be like a big deal for them. I don't think their their plan is to necessarily stay there very long because he wants to go to Hollywood. Yeah, um, but and I'm sure we may get the answers to some of these questions if we actually read the book. Um, yeah, which was a huge hit. Um, when what it came I what I had noticed though um, was that like you had mentioned that they have really tall ceilings. Yeah, the ceilings are super and so tall. So that's what made me wonder if maybe it was a set. Yeah. Because sometimes on set pieces you see that they have taller ceilings right. than it's, it probably would be. Right, because they can hide the they can hide the lighting up there. They can put the boom mm-hmm. mics up there, and it stays out of frame. Yeah. Um, but some of these older buildings had really really tall ceilings. It's more European. And yeah. this, this, uh, they talk about in the movie that they built a, a bunch of uh, apartments across the world that basically looked like this in a bunch of different places. Um, so yeah, the the building itself is like one of the stars of uh, of this movie. It's it's very cool. Yeah, and it has a whole bunch of like creepy backstory we learn from mm-hmm. uh, one of the characters, the friend. Yeah, of Hutch. Hutch. We learn from him that like there's a whole bunch of creepy backstory and like bad things that have happened. Yeah. In this um, building, and we eventually learn that it is connected to the 
culty, creepy old neighbors that they have. That's right. That's right. He's the son. He's the son of like a whiz witch. 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 They just call them witches. Yeah. In which. This. Yeah. I actually I agree with I my thinking of like witch is that like it's different than wizard, and it's not gendered. Yeah. Right. Right. Interesting. Like wizards, I think of Harry Potter. Yeah. And Hermione. Right. Sure. Where, like, sure she's no. a wizard. Yeah. But witches are less like spell magic, like derived. Okay, if you think in D and D senses, so mm. we're we're D and D nerds here. Yeah. Um, wizard is like wizard or sorcerer, sort of. I think of wizard more as sorcerer for how it is in like pop culture. Um, Explain that for people who don't okay, understand so D&D. In D&D, um, wizards, so there's different classes you can have. So wizard is one of them, and wizards learn their magic from, like, books right, and scrolls and spells. Mm-hmm. So they, like, learn their they're magic. They're in- highly intelligent. Yes. Um, sorcerers just have their magic. Mm-hmm. It's like They're born kind of with born them. Unto them, yeah. Um, and they also have this thing called wild magic where they can't always control it. Mm-hmm. So I think of pop culture wizards like the ones in Harry Potter. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Are yeah, more yeah. sorcerers by D&D yeah, yeah. Right, sure. senses. I got you. I get what you're saying. And witches, like in Rosemary's Baby, mm-hmm. are more like druids. Sure. Which okay. are magical, but more nature derived. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. They end up t- getting this apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, they make kind of a, a big deal about the fact that there's this big piece of furniture called a secretary that blocks one of the closets. And they're like, why is this closet blocked off? Um, the why dude they... who shows the house is obsessed with these closets. Like, I mean, there's like five in one apartment, but still. He's like, there's a closet here, there's a closet here, there's a closet here. And they end up making fun of it in the movie, but I just found that hilarious that this guy's obsessed with these closets yeah and they're like a cute couple uh for a while she's always kind of on him about like hey like what's you know what's going on with us like why are we you know something something's wrong and she's always quick to point it out to him Mm -hmm. and he you know a lot of times he'll you know he'll maybe get a little bit mad about it but you know he's Mm -hmm. pretty good about like accepting that you know i'm stressed out from you know the job because you know he he's he's up for this role and he loses the role to this other guy. Yeah. Um, and that ends up being like crucially important that he, yeah he loses this role because then um, when they meet the the neighbors and they meet the the neighbors guy who's the husband is actually like really like doesn't want to go over to the neighbor's house and yeah, like hang out. Right. Um, he they're invited yeah, over for dinner. And Guy's, like, super opposed to going over. He's like, do we have to? Like, they're just an old couple. Like, then we're going to be all with their old friends. And, like, yeah, and he, and everything's going to be old. I, yeah, and I just remember him saying, like, basically, you know, if we do this once, then they're going to want to do this all the time. He's not wrong. You know, of, of course he's not wrong. Because, uh, like, they're just, they're kind of just a sweet old couple, yeah, at least at first. Right, and that's, and Rosemary is totally like, you know, and, and they have that interesting back and forth that all couples do of, like, you know, okay, fine, we won't go then. And then the other person goes, 
No, well, I, I, fine. If you're gonna be that way, then if you want to go, then, then, we'll then, we'll, then we'll go. And they're like, No, no I was we don't serious. Have to. Like, and you're like, Okay. And then the next thing you know, the editing in this movie, by the way, one of the things that I like is that they'll go through one of these longer scenes where they're kind of talking something out. They're arriving at the conclusion, and then like as they're arriving at the conclusion, we have this like quick jump cut to them doing the thing so it's like they were still sort of arguing about whether or not they were going to go and then suddenly it just jumps to them being like hey and they're walking through the door and so i love that the movie does that i think i think that's that's yeah it's uh, like you don't quite get to know before it happens right all of a sudden it 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 just happens and you're like oh i guess that's i guess that's how they how we got there right um which is which is pretty cool and you can see immediately that these neighbors these neighbors are kind of weird yeah so we have um journals that we write in uh for while watching the movies i wrote down in my journal that um i wrote is the neighbor drunk (laughs) or just like oh she's really something but i like her (laughs) what is her what is her name she Minnie. i think Minnie. yeah oh my god she is she's fantastic she is one, she's one of my favorite things about this whole movie. Just her whole voice. Like, she has a mildly sort of drunk yeah. affect the whole time. And she's just so peculiar. I and love they her, are though. dressed. It's the first time that they actually meet them at the... Uh, at the scene of the, the suicide? At the death, death of... I think her name's Terry, the... Um, yeah. suicide. Yeah, yeah. And I actually have a few comments about that. Where, yeah. Um, yeah. Later, let's, ba- let's back it. Let's back it up for a second. We'll get. We'll get back to uh, to the 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 friendly, eccentric neighbors in in just a second. But, um. Yeah. So, the neighbor. Um. The neighbors have this girl who was like a drug addict and homeless that they picked up off the street. Um, and let her come into their home. Right. She was wearing this little charm that mm-hmm. had this um, herb in it called tannis root, which, mm. by the way, is not real. No. And it was made up. No. And I, some people have speculated online too, like, where does tannis, where does that even come from? And so it, if you, it's not, I don't think, spelled this way, but if you spell tannis, T A N A S, that's an anagram for Satan. Yeah. yeah, right. But I I think it's spelled T A N N I S. But uh, yeah, and that we see later on Hutch has in a book that that is called like uh, something mold. Uh, De- devils. Devils mold, mold or something. Like, mold. Yeah, I think devils mold. I yeah. just remembered the devils part. So yeah, um, but, but yeah, it's in a it's in this uh, little. Uh, spherical sort of pendant. Yeah, necklace. and apparently it smells really bad. Like they never talk about how it smells. They say it they smells just bad. say it smells bad. That everybody pretty much to a T says it smells bad. Yeah, I'm wondering if it smells like sulfur. If it smells like yeah. rot. Like yeah, what is I it? Know. I don't know. I don't know. We don't really have a sense. Um, moldy. Yeah, it's like left to our imagination. Um. Yeah. So. She's, but they all say that, was, like, you uh, get used to it. Yeah. You get nose blind after a while. Yeah. She was, so Terry yeah. um, was wearing that pendant. Um, 
and she shows it to Rosemary when they meet in the laundry room. Yeah. She's like, yeah, they gave me this cool necklace. Like, a, it's supposed to be like a good luck charm or yeah, uh, something like that. Um, and then, like, pretty much that same day or someday soon, uh, she jumps out of the window and kills herself. Yeah, jumps out of the window. Like, we don't really know. Jumps. So, <laughs> yeah, she's the, she's found on the street. Um, where she, it looks like she maybe bounced off a car and hit the yeah. pavement. Um, this is really, it's gruesome. Yeah. And this is, I think, is it, it's the only kill in the entire movie. Yeah. Right. So that's good. <laughs> right? Like, I mean, yeah, we, we don't, we don't have any other kills in this yeah, movie. This so is, that's, it's the that's, only one. that's the, the kill of the movie. What do we think about well, the blood? Actually, and- there's two. There's two they're more, off, off but they're screen, not. Though. They're off screen. Off screen, like right, sure. So implied. Impl- yes. Um, so, what do we think about blood and all all that sort of stuff? So we actually we did talk about this beforehand. Um, the blood, it's good blood, mm-hmm. but it is a little bit like too. Um, like it's something about it didn't seem quite realistic. Like it wasn't. It was like super bright red. It was really bright red, but I f- felt like that was very purposeful. Yeah, so I we think that that's because, or well, you thought that that was because, um, like a filming standpoint, that they were like, let's make this super jarring to see. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I was just listening to another podcast, and uh, Tom Savini it, it was talking about a, a story where the guy who's doing uh, special effects for the movie uh, actually cut his finger and took some blood and, like, you know, showed then the director and was like, what do you think of the color of this blood? And the director was like, it looks too fake. And he was like, no, that's actually my blood. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so so I, I, it's interesting. Uh, I don't always I don't always know. Um what it looks like. I guess I haven't looked at enough crime scene photos or whatever. Yeah. But, um, I, I feel like crime scene photos are often taken at night, and so it's, like, different than... And there's time that's passed, so the blood is, like, oxidized and... Yeah, and, turned, and like, darker. Turned, yeah, so turned, like, like more right, brown. Right after, um, I think it actually is brighter than I, like, want to think it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I think it became in fashion to to have the blood be darker, but I know that some of that was about passing like standards and practices or something like mm-hmm. that. Where, no, I guess it's not standards and practices because that's TV, uh, but like MPAA sort mm-hmm. of stuff uh, that they could get around it by having the blood not be bright red. Yeah, which is ridiculous. But anyway, I, I thought it, I thought it was a pretty good color red uh it, it, all of it looked pretty bad like we didn't see yeah. like her brains like out of her head or anything like that which you know you you i guess i suppose you might in a situation like yeah. that but we didn't really there need to was see that. like a like a like a wound there though that yeah. we did oh, yeah. see yeah i mean it was it was shocking it was a it was definitely upsetting yeah um and so in my mind i wonder a few things about this moment number one did she actually jump? There was a, a an apparent suicide note that was attached to a window with a Band-Aid. Mm-hmm. And uh, whether or not she wrote... Like, they say, with the, the people who she's staying with, 
uh, say that's definitely her handwriting. But if they're the ones who did it, they would, of course, say, say that. that, you know. Um, what um, I had written down, actually, uh, was the possibility that she was like a sacrifice. Yeah, that's what, one of the things that I thought of, too. Um, you know, that, that, that she was sacrificed. The other thing was is that maybe they tried to do this with her. And she couldn't take it mm-hmm. and uh, ended up uh, killing herself over it. Yeah. Um, hard to say, but I, I think it's all tied into she had knowledge of, of what yeah. ultimately they were, they were trying to do. Yeah, or that she had, like, too much connection to <clears throat> um, Rosemary, and they were like, you're going to give something away. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, that could that could definitely be part of it as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah. <clears throat> so they meet this this eccentric couple. I mean, when they that couple walks up, these old people walk up to that a uh, crime scene. They are dressed. It's crazy. They just like, have so much. They're so eccentric. Yeah, he's wearing like this. It's like a candy stripe sort of suit or something like that and and she's always kind of wearing garish makeup that yeah, is she's wearing like, like bright blue eyeshadow and like bright pink blush that like you can tell it's makeup like it's like extreme and it was i mean it's the 60s you see later on yeah. when you're when you're at the party uh, when when Rosemary finally throws a party and reconnects with all of her younger friends, that her younger friends are wearing like really extreme makeup too. Yeah. But it's like seeing that young makeup, and it was not young makeup done in like a young way. It's just like bright colors on an old lady's face. It just uh, yeah, and like bright red lipstick. Yeah, and but the like, blush. The lot. blush was like you would do on a doll. You know, yeah, like it was really kind of. It was it was a lot. Um, but I kind of love her, just even though she's a, um, <laughs> a Satanist, a Satanist, and really problematic. Um, I like her as a person, okay. not necessarily for what she does. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, her, I, I mean, don't like her actions. No, no, but but, but she's she's, she's so interesting. Yeah. Um, I noted that. Okay, so we have to talk about this one part that I thought was kind of crazy. I noted oh, okay. it immediately. Um, so the husband of the, almost said the husband of the wife. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. The husband of the old lady. Yes. Who's Minnie. Yeah. The husband's name is Roman. Yes. The director's name is Roman. Roman, yeah. I, I thought know. that was really odd. Yeah, it is a little bit weird, isn't it? Especially because he turns out to be this, like, witch Satanist and, like, descended from witch Satanists. Right. And like they could have chosen any other name. And like maybe they well, could have changed it from they had to make, it, it, from, they had to make, they had it, to make work it from the for the anagram um, that that's later. For the on anagram the movie. and I guess I've never read the book, so I don't know if the names are the same. Oh yeah, I wonder if they are. But you, yeah, I'm sure they are. Uh, well yes, I don't know. I'm not just, sure they are. I that's it was total just bullshit. Odd. Um I just found it interesting. Like for yeah. the anagram, like I feel like they just could have chosen another name that wasn't Roman and made it work for a different anagram. Yeah, it makes me think that it was in the book. Yeah. Um, but, like, I just thought it was really... But it's in a kind I of... I forgot an, about the book when I wrote that down, but right. I'm like, why would they choose yeah. to have Roman and have the uh, The director's director name Roman. is Roman, which like, is like, not necessarily the most 
common name here at yeah. any rate. You know, and like, I just Roman thought that Polanski was like... is, is Polish and it has like dual citizenship of uh, yeah. Polish and French. But yeah, um, um, I thought that was really interesting. Then I'm like, that's a really weird choice. But you're right; it's probably from right. the book. So they they end up spending more time. And, and a, a particularly guy ends up spending a lot more time with them, which we can infer that it is some sometime during one of these, you know, hangout seshes that mm-hmm. they have that the plan is hatched to have the devil impregnate his wife in exchange for success. Yeah. Which. Fuck you. <laughs> Not you. Yeah, um, yeah, guy. Yeah, like that. What the hell? Yeah, she ends that's... up spitting on him at the end of the movie. I'm like, girl, go off. Yeah, yeah. What? So first of all, you know, can we just? I I feel like we have to say it, right? This is a man making a decision about what happens inside a woman's body. Yep, it's like he decides. That like, oh, she's my wife, therefore, um, there's so many things wrong with the things that guy does. Um, but he's like, she's my wife, I can decide that <clears throat> I'm going to put the devil's child into her body without her knowledge for my own success. And like, that's fine, she'll understand. Yeah. Well, it, because my success means that we we both get everything, you know. And uh, he he he's like, it's fine. We can always have other kids. Yeah, like he just doesn't understand that. Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. that's so wrong. So uh, I'm just gonna say it right here. She had a right to choose what happened in her body. Yeah. Yeah, she is also, um, I mean, this is the other thing that's that's difficult to talk about. She is raped. Yeah. I mean, by the devil. Yes. Um, but That sounds like a metal uh, album raped title, by Raped the by the Devil, right? I mean. Um, yeah. But, so, she has this dream, dream, hand quotes. Yeah, that is... Um, Turns out to probably be real. Right. And we've had other instances in the movie where she uh, has these kind of dreams that are very quiet. Yeah. They, they and have a very dreamlike quality where, you know, yeah. she's suddenly naked or not naked. And, yeah. And like there's know, just like things happen where I'm just and, like, what's happening? You know, I like. I, and it's like such a dream. Yeah. But this one. It was. It felt like it should have been a dream, but I don't think it was. She had moose. She ate some moose. Yeah, as the, or as uh, Minnie calls it. Mouse. Mouse. Minnie's mouse. Minnie's mouse. <laughs> um, and she complains about it being chalky. Yeah. And what does her husband do? It's not chalky. You yeah. should just just keep eating it. Like I don't taste anything chalky. I don't taste anything chalky. You should just keep eating it because that would be so mean to not. Yeah, you you're gonna offend somebody. Eat the thing that tastes wrong so that you don't offend these people that I'm worried about impressing or whatever. Yeah. And um, it's almost definitely drugged. Yeah. Oh, it definitely is. And at every, she's gaslit at every turn. Yeah. They're always like, that's not happening. Yeah. No, you're wrong. No. 
That's, everybody. It's just, the pain will end. The new doctor that she goes to when she's pregnant, who basically tells her, don't read any books about anything. Don't talk to your friends. Yeah. It's... Like, well, yes, every pregnancy is different. That doesn't mean that that when you are having intense pain for months on end and your doctor just says, it'll end. It, it, it's it's going to end, end in the next soon. few days. It's going to end in a, in a few days. In and a then few days. It, it's months later and, and it still hasn't ended. And you look like shit. Yeah. She look, the again, the makeup for for this segment, I thought, oh, yeah. you know, it's pretty simple, but it's, it's very effective. It was really good. And it's most striking when Guy comes home when Hutch is visiting at one point, and uh, he's wearing his makeup still yeah. from the play that he's in, and uh, and she's really, really pale, and they stand next to each other, and he's got this, like, almost orange face. Yeah. He's wearing a white suit, so the contrast is great. And then he stands next to her, and she just looks gray and Awful, and she's yeah. supposed to be pregnant. Where is that? You know, the glow of pregnancy. It's not there. Yeah. Well, the thing about the glow of pregnancy is uh, sometimes it happens, but sometimes that's just total bullshit. <laughs> again, like, honey, um, no, honey, you have a glow. This is that yeah. again, gaslighting. Yeah, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be per- perfectly honest here. You know this, um, and there is possibly some people listening who have read my story. Um, and it's all about pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And I've done shit tons of research about it. Like, I know more about pregnancy than a 15-year-old should. Okay. All right. Purely because of my story. So right. I've done a lot of research for it. So, like, when I used to watch Call the Midwife, I was like, oh, yeah, I've read about that. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, I know I know a fair amount of these things that they're talking about. I'm like, why, why, why do I know this? <laughs> and I want to be a nurse and... One of the things that I've totally thought about because of the amount that I know about pregnancy and birth and such. Yeah. Um, and like early childhood. And I've always loved kids. They're so adorable. Um, is that I might want to be like a nurse midwife mm-hmm. um, or an obstetrician uh, or those sort of things. So I know a whole lot about this. And while watching this movie... Um, You're like, yeah, she's not getting the proper standard of care. I'm like, here. she's not getting the proper being... standard of care. She's um, drinking this tannis root, which yeah. uh, which Minnie keeps on preparing for her. This yeah. is, it's just, oh, and, it's awful. And, like, the doctors, like, don't take any pills. Like, don't take um, prenatal vitamins. Right. Which... Right, we don't trust the... Uh, Effectiveness, and then somebody even questions the doctor on that. And the doctor's, oh, I think Hutch, yeah, questions it. Hutch is awesome, it's really yeah, too bad. He's Hutch like does. right, right there uh, for her, and uh, and the, the doctor is like, oh, well, you nobody knows how long they've been sitting on the shelf, and when they are on the shelf, they lose their potency or whatever. And he's kind of like, oh, yeah, all right, I guess I never really thought about it that way. Uh, so these people are all <laughs> the, like super manipulative. The thing is, with vitamins. I think my sister has told me about this. That doesn't, that's not how it works. Yeah. They don't lose any of their vitamins. I don't, I don't know. I, 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 I would like to say I know one way or the other about that, but I have no idea. Um, yeah. Um, all right. So anyway. Um, what I found kind of weird 
um, was that Roman, when he goes down to the, like, death of Terry, um, he's super, like, I thought this was going to be how he was going to be for the whole movie. He's super, like, stoic. Mm -hmm. And he's just, like... Well, that sucks. Like that's her handwriting, but like Minnie, we have to go. Like, yeah. Like I don't be- like I don't believe this. Well, I guess she's dead, and like was just super like on point about everything, and, yeah, and just she's, like and precise. she she's uh, like, oh, it would never be her. Like, and... She wouldn't do that. She was such a happy girl. Um, but he's just like, no, she's dead. We have to go. Um. But then I thought he was just going to be like that for the whole movie where I was just like, oh, this is a weird no, contrast he's... towards Guy, who I thought was like a, su- a pretty funny dude. And that like, I'm like, oh, he's kind of hilarious and makes fun of like some things people say. And it's a little funny. Mm-hmm. But then he also can't take much very seriously. I noticed that like there's some points where he doesn't take things seriously at Ooh. all. Guy. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Rosemary's husband. Yeah. Where like he just like is kind of gaslighting her yeah. um, by like not taking anything seriously and making a joke out of it. Um, and I thought that was a really interesting contrast towards how we first saw Roman. Mm-hmm. But then when we meet Roman, when he's uh, in the apartment and we like go to with um, the, like the couples meet up for dinner, he's totally different. Yeah. He's really charming. Well, it's because that he was trying to, uh, it was basically not an audition. He he was, they they wanted Rosemary and Guy to be you know, impressed with them and to like them because they were gonna you know suggest something. Yeah. Of how a rather know, nefarious. Like, how did they go about doing that? Uh, do yeah. Think? What is like, the, what is that conversation like? You know, because they even hear Rosemary and Guy hear like chanting and stuff through the walls, and they yeah. know that this place has this like dubious history. Like, what is that conversation? How and can you imagine them being them being like, "Hey, listen. So we understand that you lost that." part for the upcoming play um i think you're probably you think you're a pretty good actor i saw you in something and i thought you were very genuine um listen we have a way that we can be certain that you're going to get that part and uh all you've got to do is uh let the let the devil impregnate your wife and uh, after that you can have you know as many kids as you want it's fine but you're just going to have um you know, a lot of uh, success after this. What's, what do you say? Sound good? Like, what person doesn't go like, I'm sorry, you what? You have the devil the, what? The devil is going to do what? Like, what did they do that convinced Guy that this was even possible? Like, I wonder if, I wonder if what happened, and again, maybe this is answered a little bit more in the book, right? But I wonder if, Guy didn't really agree to it until the actor who who beat him out for that role became blind. Yeah. And I wonder if they were like, okay, see, do you see the power that we have that we, you know, cast a spell on this guy to cause blindness? Yeah, because he still seemed a little wary of it, um, like up until the other actor like went blind. Yeah, because he was kind. Um, he he was does... trying to work it out because he felt like conflicted about it. Yeah, he it. does 
like help them because apparently he takes a tie from the other actor. So he's oh, like that's true. in on he it. Does. So that's that's right. So he was definitely in on that. Mm-hmm. But like maybe he was um, still a little wary. So they must have like, said, like, we're gonna make this good for you. All we need is is his tie. Just bring his tie back to your place, you know? And we're gonna do a little something, something. We're gonna make it work out. Yeah, it's that all that stuff that happens behind the scenes is really fascinating to me. But what's fascinating is is this duality where he appears one way to his wife, but is in fact another way. That there's this whole hidden aspect to him. And they're married. They're supposed to share everything, and he is yeah. not. Um, and that's scary, right? It's 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 scary to be involved in a relationship with somebody and to think that they might be, you know, making decisions like this behind your back. Yeah, like you had said that uh, it would be interesting to watch this from like a woman's standpoint. Right, because as a guy, I I look at this and you know what what's the scary part in this? You know, f- as a man, you know, and you know this is really uh, about uh, you have to connect with Rosemary, and because you're not, I don't think you know it's not scary from uh, from guys' perspective. So no. you know, as as a male, you're having to put yourself in Rosemary's. Um, place yeah um so as someone who is a fab which means assigned female at birth um and i also identify as a female but uh as someone who will eventually be a woman mm-hmm. <laughs> um as someone who's a young woman there we yeah, go sure found it um this is terrifying so this is going to get a little, not necessarily political, but like. Mm-hmm. I think it's hard. Not, I think it's hard not to, especially in with the climate that's going on with right now. what's going now. on now. Um, I think so. I think a couple of things. Um, I don't know if this is where you're going with this, but for me, the, the two main things that I think about are Roe v. Wade mm-hmm. and uh, Me Too movement. Yes. Um, yeah. So as. As a young woman, it's really, really scary that, one, this was made in 1968, Mm -hmm. and I am still not fully certain that if I was with a guy, not not guy, but (laughs) a a guy. Yeah. um, Which is kind of interesting. His name is Guy. Yeah. It's like just a guy. Yeah. Um. I find that name, like, really weird. Like, I mean, go off. But, like, I'm like, why would you name your kid Guy? I don't know. It's weird. Like, because, again, I always thought it was, like, Guy. 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 In in French. You know, it comes from French, I think. Uh, There was a, there was, not baseball, there was a a tennis player whose name was Guy Mm Forget, but it looks like Guy Forget. (laughs) (laughs) Guy, forget it. You're going to (laughs) lose. Anyway. Um. Yeah, it's terrifying to think that this movie was made in 1968, mm-hmm. and now in 2022, many years later, it still is scary, and that there's still that feeling of, like, I could be with a guy, and he could make decisions about something that would happen 
to my body and in my body and about me and I would have no idea and most people some people wouldn't see anything wrong with that yeah and they wouldn't and, and they wouldn't trust legal. you when you said things yeah that you would have and be like, people you're just hysterical. Who would, right exactly so one of the things that is interesting and troubling about this movie now is that on the this was made the screenplay written by and directed by a man right mm-hmm. um which i mean at, at least at that point in history almost hardly any female directors at yeah. all um but um the interesting thing is is i think this movie is is pretty sensitive to uh, th- this kind of problem i th- i think it, it it is looking at this you know this problem of people not believing women you yeah. know uh and and in many ways i look at it and it's like oh yeah this is like kind of feminist actually yeah. right and and then you look at the director and you're like how is this movie how, like how can this give off feminine feminist vibes with, when this guy is a creepy PO yeah he's who, he's like rapes 13 year old girls yeah okay so so let's let's talk about that We're brief, going into this r- briefly cuz i you can't in my mind you can't talk about how great a roman polanski movie is without at least being like i this guy's probably at least on some level a piece of shit um i've never met the gentleman myself he does make really excellent movies i liked Mm -hmm. this i really liked the ninth gate um so i am the kind of person that struggles with separating the art from the artist but i'm usually able to do it Mm -hmm. um like there's a um you know can't well it's like michael jackson yeah. Right. Um, or Bill Cosby and the Cosby show, you know, yeah. um, which is maybe closer to like what's actually happened here. Um, so there's that, that aspect of it. Does it taint my enjoyment of the movie just a little bit? I, I have to say there's a part of me that as I'm watching it, I'm like, yeah, but this guy raped a 13 year old girl. Um, and the, I mean, the story behind it is basically it was like a photo session or something, and he he was he ended up potentially like giving her um, like half a quaalude, which is like a um, a downer, and uh, mixed it with alcohol or something with champagne, and then you know it got gross, um, and was against her will. And he claimed it wasn't. And, you know, again, irony that this movie is about, like, a woman saying, like, these things are happening to me and, you know, people not believing her. Yeah. Um, He apparently, they arrested him and he, they evaluated him. He spent, like, 42 days in uh, Chino. Mm -hmm. Um under like psychiatric evaluation or whatever and trying to decide what was going on with him. Yeah. And he actually pled guilty mm-hmm. with the idea that it was a, it was a plea deal and, uh, that he would get like time, time served already. Yeah. But the word got to his attorney 
that the judge had changed his mind and was going to likely give him 50 years in prison. And so he he ran. Yeah. And so he's been trying to evade uh, capture, and he's stayed out of the United States uh, pretty much ever since. He, he was early in the 2000s uh, arrested in Switzerland and detained, and mm-hmm. a bunch of people like famous industry people were, you know, basically saying – you know, there was the judge had acted out of line or whatever and signed their name on a petition to uh, to to get him out of prison. And now a number of those people who signed that have now gone back and said, you know, what, I'm, I'm going to take my name off that pet- petition. Yeah, um, because they realize, like, actually, uh, he is kind of a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, so complicated case further complications when i see especially rosemary's baby is that he was married to sharon tate and uh she was pregnant with his baby Mm -hmm. when she was murdered by the manson family yeah and um in their in their house um and so all of this incident with with the 13-year-old happened after that. And yeah. so in my mind, I always wondered, like, did something break in him? But I don't know. I don't I don't think that that matters uh, yeah. a whole lot. But so that he's he's been involved. He's had some he's had some bad stuff happen to him. Yeah. You know, um, he's done some bad stuff. People are now coming out of the woodwork later on. Um, with the whole Me Too movement of saying, like, no, he did this to me, and, uh, you know, and I was, you know, there was one that said that, you know, she was 10, which is fucking awful. I mean, not that, like, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) It's all awful. It's all awful. Um, So, at any rate, uh, that is some of the controversy that surrounds us, and, and that... That is all part of one of these things that people think of this as being one of those cursed movies. Yeah. Um, So talking about separating the art from the artist, um, I find this a lot in Harry Potter, Mm, which I've already talked about in this this episode, and I don't know why I'm relating this so much to Harry Potter, Mm. but I guess I am. Wizards and witches. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, So in Harry Potter... There's the movies, there's the books, and then there's J.K. Rowling. Uh, she's, like, notoriously not great for many reasons. That's, like, phobias of people. Homophobia, transphobia, mm-hmm. etc. Yeah. Um, like, there's just a lot of shit. Yeah, she's, she's she's what she's, she's what basically said. had come out and basically said a woman's a woman and a man's a man and you know yeah and so she's not good she's not she's not great but I love Harry Potter mm-hmm. uh, the books the movies all of it grew up on it it's great don't love the artist. So I've been able to separate those and be like, I will support the series, yep. but not her. Yeah. I remember just like that feeling of like, how can this person have made such a good thing that I love 
and then yeah. I don't like them. It's hard. It's hard, you know. And this is like we live in cancel culture. Yeah. Now, and I I've struggled with this quite a bit because I you know I do think you know I'm. I'm going to be very careful about what I say, lest I get canceled myself. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but we all make mistakes as part of being human. Yeah. Right. We all make mistakes. So I think it's, it's one thing to cancel somebody for a mistake. It's another thing to cancel somebody for a series of behaviors. Yes. Right. And, or, or for a statement that they are making about something that is, a, you know, a controversial or, you know, just awful or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But I think from things that are mistakes, you know, we all make mistakes and we all learn, you know, like you said, it's another thing. Like if, you know, you know, as we've said before, movies can't, movies can't grow, Yeah. but people can. So I think we hopefully in this culture, we have the ability to say, you know, we've grown. And even the, the woman who was assaulted you know, by by him, the thir- the thirteen year old, the original one, mm-hmm. has basically said. I mean, there's civil cases done and everything, and yeah. she's basically said, I- "I'm I'm done with this now. He's paid his yeah. his debt." She's like, "I don't want this to be he- my life." Right, and unfortunately, I think kind of has been. But yeah. So I have a question for you. Yeah. What would you be willing to do for success? Oh, um, definitely not this. <laughs> okay, good. So you would not carry the the devil's baby um, to. That's no. good. Good. I, good I for you. Not. I Honey, would not. Excellent. Excellent choices. Parenting nailed. Nice. <laughs> um. So for success, um, success isn't like a huge requirement for me like it's not i don't want to go into like a field that's necessarily like success based i used to um sure going into i want to go into the um makeup business and that is pretty success based actually to get like better Mm -hmm. gigs and those sort of things like it's really based on luck and a lot like what guy is doing um Mm -hmm. in this movie where he really has to rely on like luck and his ability to get parts in order to get better parts. Right. Um, but like what I want to do now as a nurse, it's not extremely success based in like, um, you know, you'll, you'll build a resume and everything just, yeah. you know, um, but yeah, you're, you're not looking to be like the best superstar nurse. No, Rowan I just, Robinson. I just want to like help people. Um, um but it is yeah. success based in schooling where there's some colleges that are extremely competitive. Yeah, and you can essentially sell your soul in, in that way. You know, I don't think anybody's doing it for nursing school necessarily. <laughs> but, you know, you had all of those um, uh, cases uh, with with the college entrance uh, application scandal or whatever that they're called. What was it uh, Operation Varsity Blues or whatever? Oh, where, yeah. You know, where the they kids lied about you know what they you know what they did in high school and yeah you know and, and everything in order to get in a ivy league schools or like parents would like pay out y- yeah they were well right they were paying a ton of money so that i mean that is selling your soul yeah you know that is you're you know you're, you're going about this the wrong way you know you're doing something wrong there you can't 
you can't have any illusions that you're you're going about this the right way. Yeah. You know, and so I think it's it's not always, you know, when you watch a movie like this, I, I, one of the interesting things is to th- is to think about how people sell their souls, you know, yeah. and, and not not in a literal sense, but um, you know, in a more figurative sense. Yeah, success for me um like I don't occasionally I need to be the best like occasionally I have a feeling where I'm like if I know I can do something then I sometimes have this feeling of like I need to be the best at this like right now and I'm going to be very mad if someone else is the best right no you don't like that that's true I do not like when someone is better than me at something that I know that I'm good at if they're better at me than at something that I'm like trash at like, I know pretty well what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. And so I'm okay when people are better at me, better than me at things that I'm not good at. Mm-hmm. But for things that I'm like, I know this, I've practiced this, I've like worked really hard to get here, and somehow you're better than me. Yeah. Well, like, they, they, really did sell, they did sell their souls. That's, how, that's the only way that could happen. I know. <laughs> to be better than you. I yeah. Mean, aw. Thank you. Um, but yeah, that's so, the only time where success really like dictates my life. Okay. So, next question. Imagine that you are Rosemary at the end of this movie. Mhm. Would you raise the devil's baby? Oh, I thought about this so much. Like she was so this child was the only person she could trust through like all of this movie and then it's a devil baby yeah because so it's you know it came out of you it was inside you 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 know she wanted to be a mother she has those maternal instincts you know she's pumping you know they've been given they've been given the baby you know her milk um, you know, and I'm sure all those maternal feelings kick in, but what happens, like, think of it, like what, so again, this is one of these, we don't have to be necessarily so literal about this, right? What if your kid is terrible? There are people who have horrible kids and I'm not just talking about kids who act out in school. There are parents of like serial killers. Yeah. You know, um, like I... what, like what, what if you knew at right at the outset that the child that you feel compelled as a parent to, to raise out of like a biological imperative, what if you know that that child is incarnate evil? I believe that people aren't. I believe that people aren't influenced based off of who their biological parents are. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But based off of who they're raised by and how they're raised. Nature versus nurture. Yes. So you're you're on the side Side of of nurture. nurture. Okay, all right. Full-heartedly, I feel that. So it's not in our genetics to be evil or good. Yes. Okay. It's in your genetics to have certain hair colors. It's in your genetics to have certain skin colors. It's in your genetics to have certain conditions. 
I don't believe that morals go through genetics right. or evil or good or any of those things that you feel in your soul or in your heart or that you think. I don't think that any of those have to do with parental genetics. I think mm-hmm. that that's to do with how you're raised. So do you, so you think that, if and again, raises, we don't, we don't know anything. I don't know anything about Rosemary's son or whatever the, the name of that, that sequel like. is. Right. Well, we just, well, I actually know what his name is because Adrian, his name yeah, is Adrian, Adrian, which I don't know why it's Ad- Adrian's a weird name, but yeah. it's not a weird name. I know plenty of people <laughs> named Adrian. That's not what I mean. Um, what I mean is like, I was an, just sort of surprised to, to hear that the name was Adrian, but yeah. uh, I feel like there's some sort of significance to that that I'm not getting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, they mentioned the line that everybody talks about from this movie is the, what have you done to his eyes? Yeah. You know, and he has his father's eyes, you know, it's like, yeah, it's, um, this is such a, in that moment that, uh, Right, right. Then Mia Farrow is just brilliant in that. She's, yeah. I mean, she's brilliant throughout the entire movie. She's great. It like hurts my soul to see her so like crushed over what her own child looks like. But then she's like, you know what? I'm, I'm getting on, I'm getting on board. So I, you know, yeah. it, I think it, it's an interesting question and an interesting thought experiment to think about. Like, could she? have an influence on this child so that the son of the devil could not and and could end up being good could that be a redemption story yeah i really really believe that i hope that's what the sequel is but i have no idea um i really believe that she if she were if i were her i would raise the kid um, but I would try and keep him away from all the culty stuff. I know as the, much cult, as the cultists are going to be all. They said that she didn't have to join. Yeah. But. But that she should be his mother. But like. Yeah. They're like, going to be all. Oh, they're going to be all. Those aunties who are like. Uh, the, the one who's over like rock. rocking the cradle. Like I was she's just like, like. Oh my God. Stop. I, I want to go over there and like. I want to go through the screen <laughs> and tackle her and be like. Stop. Stop it. You're, You're just like <laughs> shaking this child. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. Uh, my best friend uh, has a niece who's like six months old uh, who lives in the house with him, um, with them. And it's like, she's so adorable. Her name is Scarlett. And um, I was over there recently, and I got to, like, actually hold her for the first time, and we went on a walk, and this kid, I'm, like, obsessed with this kid. She's so adorable. She's just, like, my well, favorite thing little about child babies. ever. But, but Adrian has weird eyes, and then you had the, the, feet, the, and the, the hands. feet and hands. <laughs> Which, again, we never see it, which I think is wonderful filmmaking. Like, because in my mind... I don't think they would be able to do it very well and make it it not seem comical. Yeah, I think it would seem stupid. I think it would seem really, really stupid. It's just so much better that it's in our imagination. Yeah. Um, Um, I love it. The sounds of babies crying always, like, get on my nerves. Not because I think it's annoying, but because I'm like, I want them to stop because it hurts my soul that they're sad or that they don't have something that they need. And, like, I know that's not always it, and sometimes there's, like, crying because they can't. Well, for me, it's context because, you know, uh, I I deal with a lot of crying babies at work. Yeah. Um, But uh, crying babies are always so much worse when they're somebody else's babies. When you were little and you cried, 
it, it, it stirred a different feeling inside me than, you know, than it, than it does when I hear somebody crying. Cause I remember even, uh, your cousin Elizabeth mm-hmm. was like crying. We went to go visit shortly after she was born and she was crying. And I, I turned to, I turned to mom and was like, we're trying to do this. <laughs> like, why are, why do we want to have this because this is terrible and i'll tell you it, it is different as a parent when you hear your your kid cry i mean it it's annoying and it, and it can be upsetting too mm-hmm. you know um like you put them down for bed and they're crying or you know you tell them no about something and they cry you know that's all upsetting it's still upsetting yeah um but you know it's 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 different when it's your own kid yeah um all right well listen we got a uh think about are there any other key points Um, that you want to mention i mean can i say it over and over again mia farrow in this movie is is awesome 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 her in this final the final reveal here is just is just so so good but anyway yeah uh so i do have a few notes before we go into like some small points of segments first of all um in one of the dream sequences yeah they go through and they have those like paintings on the ceilings and oh, like, yeah, all those murals. Oh yeah, sure. It's like the Sistine Chapel. Yeah, they go over to one spot and there's a ram's head. On yeah, the, I saw. On the uh, wall. I, I saw you scramble to write. And I was write like, something. oh my god. Yeah. Ram's head. I didn't do enough research to know fully what I'm talking about with this, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna do just a short little bit of what I know and then see your comment. Okay. Um, I know that ram's head is often a symbol for something demonic mm-hmm. a symbol of like demon yeah. or demon summoning right and i thought right. that was like super interesting that like they had that up on the wall a lot of horned animals yeah uh have like a sort of demonic uh connotation and i the i was just reading something about this uh last night as i was trying to prepare for this episode over preparing really because i I can't even find a way to work in all the stuff that i i read it's just interesting stuff to me Mm -hmm. um because it's like it's like history and anthropology and religion and stuff like that and i find all of that really interesting yeah um but these uh, a lot of the uh, the different religions that d- developed out of the region where Christianity uh, eventually developed out of. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, there were a lot of competing, you know, because really Christianity came out of Judaism. Yeah. Um, so if you look at like Judaism and the other sort of uh, cults that were happening at the time, a lot of them, you know, had these animals associated with them. And, yeah. you know, different animals were either sacrificed or they were considered powerful um and a lot of those powerful ones had horns yeah um like the bull or you know the ram and and stuff like that and and there's talk in the bible about like sacrificing you know rams and Mm -hmm. and things like that um you know but so it kind of those horned animals kind of had a bad connotation yeah you know afterwards uh and being associated with all sorts of different pagan anti- you know, mm-hmm. things other than the one God, because, you know, Judaism ended up becoming, you know, this monotheistic thing and um, all of the other religions that were present at that time basically became the, you know, the the devils, the, yeah. the you know, their demons or, you know, whatever. And, uh, they, and they were all like animal based sorts of things. So. Yeah. So branching off of that, 
I don't um, know why. I but to, before you say that, I I I I don't really know why though. I don't know if that's at was if we were actually seeing footage of the Sistine Chapel because that was the famous creation uh, thing, and I th- I don't know as we traveled across creation from you know uh, God touching uh, Adam mm-hmm. Adam's hand uh, Adam's finger. Um, I, I don't know that that ram's head is I, I I don't know I guess it's there. I think we were looking at the Sistine Chapel. I, I'm not really I'm not really positive, but I don't know what it means in that context. Yeah. In any sense, most movies about witchcraft often paint witches and witchcraft in a bad light mm-hmm. and as evil. Yeah. But then you see a um, movie about wizardry, like <laughs> Harry Potter. Yeah. And it's usually painted in a positive usually. light. Usually, I mean, there were people who are who are definitely opposed to Harry Potter too, because they thought yeah. that they thought that that you know they're going back to the old you know teachings of of the church and like never thou shalt not suffer a witch to live and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, but no, you're totally right. I think there's a distinction between somebody who is Wiccan. Mm-hmm. And somebody in this case, when they're talking about witchcraft, what they're really talking about is Satanism. Yes, you know, there's um, a difference, but often that difference has a blurred line. Yeah, that and I, I know don't that, always appreciate. No, and in the six, in the sixties, it was a, it was a big fear. There was this whole, yeah. like you know, it preceded the Satanic Panic of the eighties. That mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, it's right around the time that uh, the Church of Satan. Uh, first started Anton Xander LaVey's uh, Church of Satan. Um, you know, it's just in the in the culture. And I, I think it happened because there was this huge counterculture. There was this huge movement, this idea that, like, after, you know... Like, not to go with the status quo. Yeah, that, in, you know, Vietnam was a giant mess, and that's what the people who were in charge got us into. So I think there it, it was just a, a whole... Everything was counter, including, you know, religion and, you know, and there's, we got this, you know, whole, you know, then there was the fear of, you know, that like hippies are actually, you know, satanic and, and, and it, you know, and so that was, it finds its way into, into cinema. And in fact, Ira Levin, who, who wrote Rosemary's Baby, um, he got hate mail. Um, Rosemary's Baby was condemned by the Catholic Church, um, and uh, f- from a lot of the stuff that happened, the uh, the um, in growing interest in the occult and everything, Ira Ira Levin actually felt responsible for that, and he felt, uh, in in some ways, bad that he had unleashed that onto the world. Yeah. All right. So. Um, so let's get into some woke stuff, like, very quickly, some woke things. Okay. Um, so something that's not woke, gaslighting. Um, <laughs> yes. Another thing that's not woke, um, raping your wife while she's asleep. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Let's, let's just say that well, consent okay. is so important, yeah, so and even, she did not consent to that no, even, at all. No, even, even if, let's, let's assume. This is going to get gross. Uh, yeah, it is going to get gross. Okay. The whole thing's gross. Yeah. Um, so even if it it wasn't the devil, mm-hmm. right? What he says to her is so disgusting. Yeah. At one point, you, you know, she's she's like, "Where did these scratches come from?" 
And he was like, oh, I had to trim my nails or whatever, you know, because we had to make a baby last night. And she's like, but I was passed out. And he was like, yeah, there was something a little necrophiliac about it. It was so, it's so <laughs> weird. Yeah, that's rape, guys. Yeah. So don't do that. Sleeping, let sleeping women sleep. If you're going to have consensual sex, you need to wake your partner. Yeah. That's bad. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, that's bad. Yeah. It's wrong. It's really, really wrong, and that is rape. If you don't have consent, it's rape. A sleeping, a sleeping or passed out woman cannot provide consent. Yeah. All right. So... We woke. we are we are woke. We understand knowing that high five. Yeah. All right. Good. Good. Yeah. That's We're that's woke. that was yes. That's it's like a bare minimum, folks. <laughs> yeah. All right. Have we have we moved on to ratings? What what are the um, uh, what's the world what's the world think? Let me let me let me find the Rosemary's world. baby. Let me see what the world thinks. Okay. Which made us talk about some heavy heavy shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, IMDb says it's 8 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes says 96%. Ooh. And 84% of Google users liked that movie. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, all right, so. World um, likes it. Yeah, cool, cool. All right, so what are our, our categories? Do you have the... Uh... Um, our categories. Uh, what are we doing for... Um, are like rating. Uh, oh, uh, devil uh, babies. What? Devil babies. Devil babies. How many? How many devil babies? Yeah. All right. Um. Okay. What do we rate for the story? Story. Uh. Yeah. I give that. I give that five devil babies. I give that five devil babies too. Yes. Devil nice. Babies. Devil babies. Devil babies. Puppy monkey baby. <laughs> Devil monkey baby. Devil monkey baby. Okay, now acting. Five. I give it a five. Like that's. Yeah, it was five good. devil. Five devil babies. Five devil babies. Um, filmmaking. Five. Yeah, for like the actual filmmaking. Yeah, five. Really good for the filmmakers. Filmmaker. Zero. zero. Okay. Zero. Yeah. As... Um, the make makeup and uh, effects. Uh, I'll give it. I mean, I was like a five, I, I think. Yeah. I don't have any beef. I have like no beef. Five. Yeah, all right. So overall, we give this We give, we give this, this a five. five. It's our first perfect overall, It's our first perfect movie. Perfect five devil babies. Yeah, I'm super psyched that, that you uh, that you liked this as much as, as you did. Honestly, I am too. Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> it's it, it makes you think. It's a movie that makes you think, and yeah. uh, it's it, not scary or spooky in the like yeah. the traditional sense. It's just more. Un, I feel like my un, sister could almost definitely un, watch unsettling. this and like it. Yeah. So uh, before we go, Ro, what do we learn today? Um, we have learned to be wary of other people. And to not get pregnant with the devil's baby. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Um. And if you have if you have crazy neighbors, um, they might be nice, but they also might be culty. So just like, be aware. And if you if you hear like, really cult stuff coming from next door, maybe like don't 
become just ignore be- that beca- or become best friends with the, I know. with the people who who are maybe responsible for making those culty yeah. sounds. Also, don't make decisions for other people when they don't tell you yeah. that you can. Yes. Yes, like real life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a that's <laughs> like a legit legit learned. Yes. Um gaslighting is real, folks. Yes. Solidly gaslight gatekeep girl boss. All right. Um, so, thank you to everyone involved, um, logo designer, mom, yep, everyone, yep. Um, the recommendation board that has this movie on it that I have already scratched off. Excellent. Yes. Yeah. The uh, right. The uh, the the great. The great. Oh, hun- just a hundred movies. Hundred movies. movies. Just hundred horror movies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, this has been Dave and Rowan reminding you to keep it spooky. Find Spooky Pancakes online at SpookyPancakes.com. And make sure to follow us on our socials at Spooky Pancakes Podcast on Facebook and Instagram and Spooky underscore Pancakes on Twitter. And if you're liking what you're hearing, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And a five-star review would be great, too. Thanks. Bye.